0: trust everybody had a good fourth yesterday I'm sure you didn't eat too much you didn't follow certain ones in line Amen. I'm just going on got a good lesson this morning focus on following praise God how many of you would like to follow somebody There's a few honest ones out here. <laughs> we really don't. We, we really, you know, especially you start talking about automobiles and going to certain places and you had never been there. And this is one of the areas where that GPS has really helped out. Praise God. And and, and I I've noticed we'd be going somewhere and they say, hey, I want the address. Why are you ordered you following us? <laughs> 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 But you know why they want it, because you want it too, <laughs> especially if you're the driver. And, uh, how many of you like it whenever the, the one that's running the GPS, though, is the co-pilot? <laughs> Hallelujah. Man, the co-pilot says, you know, you got to turn right up here. You know, you got a half mile. or you over driving? And you're thinking, hey, I'm going to be getting close, and they're doing this, and they're doing that. And you're thinking, hey, where are we at? <laughs> How much further we got to go? Or to, when I need to turn again. And all of a sudden they say, hey, we're supposed to turn right back there. Now that ain't so bad if you're on 57. But if you're in the middle of a Houston. In six lanes. And they're driving 80 or 90 miles an hour. <laughs> I'm going back home. <laughs> I can get home from here. <laughs> right. All right. Praise God. We we got a good lesson. We really do. It's a lot of of things here. Uh, Even I noticed in this lesson, this is one thing I taught both of my children. When they started driving, uh, I said, and this is just my own personal opinion. I didn't have nothing to back it up. It was just my own personal opinion. At that time, that being distracted caused more wrecks than anything else. I said, if you just won't become distracted when you're driving regardless if you're by yourself or with other people, and how easy it is to become distracted. And uh, we're living in a world today that the devil is doing everything he can and the spirit of the world and the things that we war against is, is doing everything he can possibly do to distract us from serving God, living for God. Amen. To be you know, to find ourselves going down some side road or some adventure somewhere. Uh, but the most important thing, when it's all said and done, for every living soul, a <laughs> man is when the trump of God sounds, or when that moment comes and there's no more life, it's how that tree falls and living for God. Because nobody can change that once that's happened. Regardless of who they are, regardless of the doctrines that's been taught, and the ideas and the opinions that people have said. The proverb gets it right when he talks about whatever direction that tree has fell. That's where it's, that's where it's gonna have to give account. That's, that's the situation, that's the state, uh, the mind, the spirit, the heart, the soul. And, and there's no nobody. Now watch this. Even Jesus Christ can change that. Gospel, as powerful and as awesome as the gospel is to change us, if we got an ear to hear it, and a heart to obey it, respond to it, to transform us. But once that moment in time comes, it's it's over with. It's the it's a dead end. It's a dead end street, and it's over with. So it's important as we watch this lesson. And I, I got a lot of different, and and I'm, I'm gonna. Watch for time, but at the same time, the help of the Lord here uh, to help us. Because I'm telling you, this lesson ties in so well. I'm glad God's faithful. How about you? That's what these series of lessons about. God is faithful, and he is faithful. He's going to be faithful to those that are faithful unto him. And you know what? Thank God we're serving a God this morning. That's very merciful and compassion and long-suffering. Because there's been a many a times on this road I needed it. <laughs> Hallelujah. I wouldn't step in as close as I should have been. I wouldn't hearing as clear as I should have been. Right. So there's, there's a lot to it. There's a lot in this. Amen. Paul warned us. He said lay hands suddenly on no man. Basically what he's saying. Joining an agreement with someone. And, uh, without knowing first. Without prayer, without getting direction. How often through the Old Testament we see where Israel they failed to encounter and call on God and get the voice of God and the heart of God before they made a decision and, and, and took on some things and in the direction of some areas. And it cost them, it cost them dearly. And uh, it hasn't changed as the we sum up this lesson today. Amen. As followers of Jesus Christ to perform miracles and to see them performed. Amen. It's going to be cause, you know, the scripture taught us that these kind come by much prayer and fasting. Now, you and I both know that it takes faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You got to believe that he is. And he's rewarded of them that diligently seek him. Amen. He, He's got to be in the forefront. He's got to be in our conversation. He's got to be on our hearts and in our minds. I mean, He's God. He's a jealous God. And He doesn't share us with no one else. No other gods. There's none. He's by Himself. He knows no other God. We're created in His image and in His likeness. That's what this is all about. When it's all said and done. It's not about becoming the next millionaire. And don't take that wrong. If God makes you one and God trusts you with it, I, I, don't, I sure don't have a problem with it. My chances become better. <laughs> Praise God. But I got bigger things than me becoming a millionaire. I, see, I can see buying a field and building some buildings and putting some, raising some children in an atmosphere that's far different than a public school. And I'm not criticizing the public school. I guess I am in a way, but I'm not in a way. If you, you, you see what I'm saying? But that's all in following Jesus Christ and, and curing his voice. Fo- now watch this. In following Jesus, the mission can't be about us. It's got to be about him. That's the reason Paul told us, amen, that, that Apollos and himself was as nothing. We're nothing. We're just ministers. One plant, one's water. But God's the one that gives the inquiry. But for us to do the right planting and... And to perform the right watering, we got to follow Kim. because it's all about Him. It's all about saving souls. It's all about being a witness of a greater power, a greater love. Amen. And so you and I become that conduit. You and I become that spiritually pistol as we follow the footsteps of Jesus Christ. I I, I remember the the. the, the the story that was in one of our lessons years ago. And it was this young young kid. And this father as he was going a place he shouldn't go. Okay. And um, he didn't realize the effect he was having. But it had snowed. And he was on his way out. And and so as he was going out. All of a sudden he heard something behind him. And he looks behind him. And it's says, little boy that's jumping. Realization set with him. He's following me. Where I'm headed, where I'm going is not the place that I want to take him or lead him to. So it smote his heart, his mind and spirit. I've got to change my ways. So, we got to stay focused. Focus is a problem come out with medication. I've heard some of it called focus factor. I believe is what it's called. Certain types of medication. Your children has a hard time focusing. They got certain types of medication they want to start bringing to your attention and saying, hey, we need to get them on something because they're never going to learn because they can't focus long enough. They're too busy. I'm telling the truth here. Some of you have a hard time focusing this morning. Because you've been running from Dan to Bathsheba. When you get here and it gets settled down a little bit. And you get a little comfortable. Those strips start showing up. That energy and effort. Now watch this. I like holidays up to a certain point. But I still even sister Shelley before service. I don't like them on a Saturday before services. Affect us. Because you went to families and you went to places, and I'm not against none of it don't take what I'm saying, don't don't get none of that wrong. But what I'm telling you is whenever you put out that extra energy to do all of that, and, and we should celebrate. I thank God for independence. Don't don't get me wrong. The point I'm trying to make that that being focused on all that all Especially the way some of them won't separate. <laughs> Praise God. So, so, this is a good lesson. It's a good lesson to really study and read. Now, I'm going to bring some things out. Especially, uh, you know, it's one thing to focus for 30 seconds. But it, it, it's, it's quite another. To stay focused, a man, for a long time. You know what? That's the reason we need the house of God. That's the reason we come here at least three times a week. And we'd love to come more often than that, wouldn't we? At times. You know, if, if we could just be ready and be here and be home, you know. You know, if we didn't have to pay us a sacrifice. But it takes a sacrifice to do that. But, but we come back here to get refocused. Reconnected. That's one reason we don't like to see our children out of school for such long distance. Because it's hard to get them back focused. We better pray for our public teachers whenever they go back in August. They're going to have their hands full for a little while. You can believe that. You can give people off from the shipyard for two weeks at Christmas. I promise you, they're not at the gates begging to get back in that Monday morning. Man, I better wait for every for two weeks, man. <laughs> in fact, they put certain rules. If you don't show up to write enough to hours before and afterwards, you don't get your holiday pay. I wonder why they've done that. They want to make sure you stay focused in two weeks that you're coming back to the workplace. See, they know, they know how to get you focused. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> That's the reason people get focused. When dollar signs come up, buddy, you can get their attention. Do both bad and good. Dollar signs can get people attention. They can focus on it. <laughs> you, you can. <laughs> I'm not going to be ugly today, folks. I'm just going to teach, okay? <laughs> going to be good. I'm glad I'm following one, amen, because you watch this. Because the one that I'm following, he's promised me that he overcome the world. You're going to have tribulations, you're going to have disappointment, you're going to have troubles. But cheer up, brother. I've overcome the world because I've overcome the world you can. And he doesn't stop there. Amen. He's already got the t-shirt, as some would put it, of death. And so we don't have to worry about the grave either. We'll just keep following Jesus. The grave is not going to be nothing but a comma because the grave is not what's going to hold us. Amen. Because we've been washed in his blood and we took on his spirit and his name. Hallelujah. Because this is the only God that has defeated the the enemy called death. All the other gods that they talk about, preach about, and believe in, they don't have not one witness over death. How do I know it? Because he's alive inside me and I know he's alive today. By the power and the option of the Holy Ghost. We know this God is alive. You and I. Everybody in here can know this. And as we begin to follow the gospel. And follow truth. hmm, Amen. That's where we're going to receive the benefits of it. But you and I have got to have our minds made up. And our hearts and our souls sold out. Amen to following. Let me say this, and I may say it ever so often in this lesson today. You and I better take it to heart in the visitations of God's in our life. It may not have been nothing but the brushing of a mantle, but that was the turning point of the man called Elisha. Now, there's some different opinions if we get into these scriptures. You're going to think, where in the world you go? But just, just hang on. There's a lot said in this particular scripture setting. And what's really, if you just read over it, you'll just think, well, Joshua, uh, Joshua, Elisha followed Elijah for just a few days. That's not true. Not true. Now, the last episode and that little bit we're reading there could have been the last few days of his life. Following Elijah, but there's an estimation of anywhere from six to ten years from the time that Elijah touched Elisha, he became a minister unto Elijah. He followed Tim, and became a minister unto him. And I'm going to have some scriptures to back all this up. Jesus warned us. He said, "A wise man, before he ever builds, will sit down first and count the cost. See whether or not he's got the means and the funds to complete the task. That he won't be won't be." You know, start something and just lay the foundation of it. But not have the means, amen, to finish it. God's intent whenever he brought you and I and introduced this gospel to him or to us. And we brushed with him and felt his presence. I'm telling you from that moment on, it was God's intent for us to finish the journey. And to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Now that doesn't mean that we 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 got everything just no. But you know what we're willing to do? We're willing to do like James taught us. Try the Spirit and see if it's of God. Huh. If it's not, then put it in reverse and backtrack. Get back in line. Anybody ever tra- anybody ever trailed up a deer? It's been wounded, got a blood trail? Oh boy, I, I know. Hey, this is a blood trail that you and I better follow. This blood trail is of Jesus Christ. And without that blood, there's no remission of sin. And there's a proper and right way, amen, to get in the footsteps. Because from the very beginning, I'd show you in the scriptures, where the lambs, amen, I call them lambs, forgive me, the the, the animals, the beasts that, that God took and slew, Covered Adam and Eve with. Amen. The blood as it dripped down around their feet. and They made their way out of that garden. And they forever going to be. Amen. Separated from God. And the death that took place there. But there's a blood trail. And only this blood trail. Is going to bring you back to that full companionship and relationship with God Almighty. It's this blood trail. And if we don't know how to walk in this blood trail. We'll wind up lost. Many good hunters lost some trophy bugs because they simply didn't know how to follow the blood trail. There's going to be a lot of people that's going to lose the trophy of life because they didn't know how to follow the blood trail. And I'm fixing to say something here, and don't be offended because, because I'm with you. I don't care to go somewhere and follow somebody, especially in automobiles. So I'd rather know where we're going so if we get lost, we can get back <laughs> But watch this. If you and I don't learn how to humble ourselves and yield ourselves and come under the leadership of a five-fold ministry, I tell you, watch our world right now. She's trying her best through the back doors in whatever way she can. Come on, let's do away with law. Let's do away with policemen. Let's do away with all that. Anything that would govern us and help us to keep it anywhere in some form of balance. Does it, is it perfect? By no means. You know why? Because men's involved. <laughs> well, praise God. Praise God. So, let's watch this. Focus thought. No matter the distractions, we must choose to focus on following the Lord. Regardless of what's said about me. Regardless who likes me or don't like me. Regardless how the preacher treats me. Regardless if I got money or don't. Education or not. Positions or not. When you and I cast our lot with Jesus, that's what we're saying. I realize there's many things that can distract us from the devil, from the world, from family. And you know what? God's going to allow it. That's what blows our mind sometimes. I, I've, been, I've been brushing that little spirit quite a bit here lately. Biggest problem most of us would have had if Naboth would have been our son was God allowing him to be stoned and killed for hanging on to the inheritance for doing what's right. The man done what was right and stood for what's right, and it cost him his life. this world. In this world. But you tell me who won. You tell me who was victorious. So when you and I Follow Jesus Christ. And we take the punishment. We take whatever may come our way. Because we're following Jesus Christ. We're winners. If we walked away from there with a thousand dollars less, Because that's where it seems to hurt us the most. (laughs) Well. But it's worth the sacrifice. As a representative of Jesus Christ. And his word his truth so here we go second Kings, the second chapter and uh, uh it, it talked about the the aftershocks uh, some of you i know didn't read the lesson some of you you know probably did so and i didn't mean that what i meant you know some of you didn't have a sunday school book to read it so you couldn't so uh <clears throat> so it, it talked about earthquakes and it talks about the main shock and then it talks about uh, the aftershocks if you read that they inform us that these aftershocks are coming. It really depends on how severe the, the first shock earthquake was at the beginning. How many of those and how long they're going to last. But there was one thing that scientists and nobody. You, you're not going to stop them. They're coming. And the greater, the severe of the earthquake. More of them is going to come and the longer they're going to be. And, and there's no way of preventing it. And so he actually likens this. Amen. Unto the first Earthquake that took place, amen, when we was introduced to the gospel, introduced to Jesus Christ and the power pouring out and the moving of the Holy Ghost in our lives. You know, I've realized and come to realize, especially in the 24 years of pastoring, amen, that uh, there's some things that's real precious and golden nuggets. And the devil, if he has his way, he's going to do his best to shove it aside. He's going to take, amen, that, that visitation, that touch. That blessing, amen. He's gonna to try to disguise it. He's gonna to try to he's gonna to try to you and keep you from from realizing what really took place. You'd be shocked at the people that may go in the house of God this morning and be introduced and brush shoulders with truth and brush shoulders with the, the presence of God, the touch of God, and possibly the first time. But I promise you, Amen. The enemy can have his way. He's going to try his best before the service is even over to shove it under the rug and say, "Ah, oh, it ain't no right." They just get worked up like you do. You know, you're doing all right. But how, how often, possibly at times, it. After we receive the Holy Ghost. Those little aftershocks come. Visitations. Amen. That can mean all the difference to us. I'm going to preach to us a little bit this morning. That's the reason you and I cannot take any service for granted. I know. Hey, come on. I'm human. I'm just as human as you are i get weary I get tired i understand all that god help us as we watching this thing unfold and as we watch the end time bearing down upon us to make sure that when we come to the house of god god help us i know i've been working at it, your will you told us you're a lazy man can't eat and all this but but god on the other hand god when i get here you help me somehow you touch my mind. You touch my spirit. You help me not to miss your touch, your visitation. And it may not be in the house of God. It may not just be a service. It may be you're out on the road somewhere. You could be driving an automobile, doing something, and all of a sudden God moves in that automobile with you and quickens and stirs you. Hey, I'm going to show you. It's, it's all part of the scripture here. Yes, you watch where Elijah was after this famine, after all this had taken place. As we watch where Elijah comes. Now watch this. All this plays very important times in Elijah's life as well as in Elisha's life. Elijah had probably, was just coming out of the probably the worst struggle and battle he'd ever experienced. In all of his time of as a prophet, as the man of God for Israel. After dealing with going on the mount and praying for the rain. And, and all that unfolded. And then the letter from Jezebel. And, and now he found himself running, leaving his servant, going to a place, hiding. And God coming to him, even though he was not. Amen. But watch this. Could it be that the reason God sent, amen, the wind, the fire, amen, that come to him first. But the Bible says he wasn't in it. But could it be that God was sending something to wake him, to start him? Come on this corona be, if we really get in connection with it, hallelujah, today even, corona could be to our advantage. Amen. If we will say, you know what, this shows us what God can really let happen, and what God really can just release upon the whole world, not just upon one nation. How awesome and mighty God is, that in just a few days and a few weeks, He can turn our whole world upside down. Right. It's an opportunity, you know what, for God, you see. You can't shake the you can't shake the whole earth and unbelievers without shaking the church. We're all in this together. And rightly so. Because the mission of the church is the business of the church is saving souls at whatever cost. And whatever seasons and whatever times it might be. That hasn't stopped. I know we got we got rules and regulations, and we can't do this, and we can't socialize as much, and we can't do things like we'd like to. But it's not going to stop the church amen, from winning souls and being a light and walking in a power and a demonstration. You know what? God's got this. God's got it. So, I would say one of the most critical times of Elijah's life is he, God speaks to him and instructs him. You're not through. You're not through upon this earth yet. I know you want to die and I know you think everybody else has bowed their knees and I know you think everybody. But I got 7,000 in Manhattan. Plus, I'm not through with you. You got some anointing to go do. You got some lives you got to go touch. Get them in preparation. Now watch this. Elijah wanted to die. But now, now, as I take you to a few scriptures, watch this. In 1 Kings 19 and 19. He departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Zaphath, who was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen before him. There's different opinions of this, this particular statement here. I'm gonna give you a couple. First of all, I find it amazing that after a drought, that uh, this was going on. This is taking place. First of all, but there, this is either you can look at it because most of the time, most plowing was done with just a, a pair of ox, and uh, but so that's the reason some. Uh, I've heard some say that he had, you know, there was twelve ox, but I don't know, you know, unless he had some kind of fancy design. Of Oughts a man to pull one plow. Unless, unless Elisha, because I've heard preachers taking this and using it as a form and a manner and a foundation to, as far as in the business world and things of that nature, accomplish and accomplishing, achieving things, okay? But what's this? There's what another one says. It says this about it. One commentary said this. He said, when Elijah came to the field, where there's Twelve yokes of oxen plying the field. He walks past the first eleven. Makes his way to Elijah. And just with the brush of the mantle. But anybody that knew anything about God knew anything about how God works, and especially for the Israelites, and especially for those that was going to be used manly, or as a prophet, or as a spiritual leader. Man, he knew. He knew by that brush what was taking place, what was happening. It was actually, as one place put it, an act is signifying ministration or attendance. Okay. There's a call, there's election being made. When you jump to the New Testament, the Bible talks that many are called, but few are chosen. It's God's heartbeat, God's will, through the man called Jesus Christ to save the world. Because John got it right when he wrote, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth him should not perish But the problem with this is a portion of truth, just a little split of the pie. And they didn't go on and listen to what Jesus said. But you got to believe on me as the scriptures have taught. Amen. So now we're following him. Amen. But the start is to believe that he was the son of God, that he is the Messiah. You know, there's some don't believe that the Messiah's coming. I'm glad I believe the Messiah's coming. Amen. Because we'd all be in a mess. But anyway, when you begin to cry out to him and you begin to call upon him, that's the first pull. That's the first token. That's a reason that's so important for our service to be anointed and the presence of God to be in our services so they can feel the hand of God. They can feel the presence of God. They don't have to ask anybody else. There was a presence in that place I've never felt. There's a feeling in that place. Hey, you you, you won't get this at the bar room. You won't get this at the casinos. You won't get this hallelujah and some. And I'm not being critical. I'm just being honest, okay? You're not going to get that at every assembly, hey, amen, that says they know Christ and they believe in Christ. No, no. It's those that's been following him to the Fullness. it's those that stayed with the blood plan it's those amen that stayed with the book amen the only thing that's unchanging where everything else is sinking sand and everything else is shifting and changing I tell you we build built on something that's unchangeable I'm glad I know a God that's an unchanging God I not desire him to change my mind about something. Boy, I'm going to be careful here, but watch this. It's a dangerous thing for somebody. Boy, I want to be careful. <laughs> I'm going to say it. God. It's a dangerous thing for you to start choosing a mate. And in your mind, and your own heart, thinking, well, when I get them, I'm going to get them to the house of God. Then I'll change them. Watch that. You're playing a game, okay? But you know, watch this now. What's this follow-up? You know what the the apostolics battling against today? The apostolic church is trying to change God, but you can't change God, and you can't change His Word. We got in this to be changed. We got in this that change might be broken in our lives. We got in this because, you know what? We was convicted of the life that we was living. So I didn't come to the church to change the church. I came to the church to be changed. Because the life I was living according to the word of God. I was going to come up lacking at the end of the journey. That's why it's so important to love the word. To read it and study it. And so, as as you watch this begin to unfold, uh, you can you can go back. Uh, I don't know if I'm having time to do all this, but we to try my best. Anyway, let's. When you go to First uh, Kings 22, and uh, because there's a different opinions, possibly how many years? Anywhere from six to 10 has passed from from this this event. Until the time of our lesson text. Okay. I can't take you to First Kings 22 and 1. And they continued three years without war between Syria and Israel. That's under Ahab. That's after the time of Elijah. So we, we understand and realize at least three years has passed. With Elijah. After this encounter. After this has taken place. And, and, and God. Amen. God. You know. God, God molds and shapes. And, and uh, invests into vessels to help mold and shape them for positions and places and events that's going to take place. We don't just take to pick four or five guys out of the military of any rank and all of a sudden, you know, go down through the barracks and say, hey, I want you, you, and you, and you. And we're going to put you on one of these helicopters of special forces and fly you into a foreign country without any training. We don't do that, do we? They got tests and training and, uh, and a process they got to go through. Did you know all of us is in that? We also, did, you know, did you know you're part of the special forces today? Because ain't nobody can deal with the spiritual world like the church. The power be been given to the church. Whatever you loose on heaven can be loose in heaven. Whatever you bind on earth can be bound in heaven. That's the reason it's so important to listen to what Peter said on the day of Pentecost. Because whatever he said, that's, that was it. You and I, as followers of Jesus Christ and followers of his apostles, can't come and preach a different doctrine. Don't expect all this. Will you? Where'd you get all this out of this lesson, man? But this, this is how important it is. As we watch this thing begin to unfold. And so we see there's two years there. Then you can go to the latter part of that same chapter. And Ahaziah, the son of Ahab, began to reign over Israel in Samaria. 17 years, Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, reigned two years over Israel. So there's another. So we at least got fired by the Bible here. But if you do run any commentaries that's really up to some of this, they felt like that this First Kings 19 and 9. And if I defend you, I say the commentary, well, that's okay. You don't have to listen. Just delete that part out of it. I don't care. It ain't, it ain't heaven or hell issue here. But 856 BC. Now, watch this. When this other I just read to you, they figured it happened somewhere around 853, 852. So that's put us somewhere. We got about 10 years. Of training and a process that Elisha has been doing what? Now, this is not an uncommon thing for God. You watch him with Joshua 1 and 1. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister for 40 years. Joshua was a follower of Moses. And his minister being shaped and formed and fashioned. Studying this lesson and praying. Did you know this is one of the major struggles of, of churches today? Let me, let me clarify myself. As a pastor, a man that when you start getting to that age where you know that, hey, you're fixing fate fade off the scene, now you've got the responsibility of trying to place this thing in some hands. that's not going to sell it out. And don't tell me it doesn't happen. I'm telling you it has happened. It's happening all the time. Am I going to say that every one of those failures that God, that the man of God promised, it, not necessarily. Because the next guy could have been focused at that moment in time, just like Saul. As long as Saul would have stayed humbled and meek, wouldn't have built his own military, and wouldn't let pride got in the way, Saul, I'm telling you Samuel told him, said Saul, you could have kept the kingdom forever. Your disobedience because you couldn't follow the words of God. Couldn't do away with all the Amalekites. At the same time, watch him. And here, here's, where, here's where we're getting in trouble. Huh. What's Saul come back and tell the man of God? obey oh, God. That's where we get in trouble now. Oh, we're preaching the same thing. We're seeing the same thing. We're doing the same thing. I see you. You <laughs> don't look the same to me. I, uh, I'm being good, ain't I? Help us, Holy Ghost. I'm not trying to be offensive here. I'm just telling you we're on a journey. And I'm telling you, you got an adversary. He's got snares and traps. And he's doing everything that lies within his ability to lure you. Off the trail. Cause you to miss it. And So that's what this lesson's really all about. Elisha had to be sold out. That he wasn't going to let anybody or anything keep him. Now watch this. Don't tell me God won't test him. Right at the very beginning. Watch this. He was plowing the oxen before him. And with, uh, with the twelve. And Elijah passed by him. And cast his mantle upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. He said unto him, in other words, Elijah did, go back again. He just keeps walking. Go back again. Forget it. Don't worry about it. Just... There was a place in the time of Jesus when one told him, said, Hey, I want to be a follower. I want to be a follower of yours. But, but I need to go bury my dad. Jesus looked at him and said, you let the dead bury the dead. You've got to keep the right priority in this. You know why? If you don't, you will allow passions and love for family, for a friend. But when it comes to the gospel, it causes division, separation. Jesus went on to us. He said he'll cause a division between mothers and daughters, fathers and sons, three against two. Two against three. The gospel. Do that. I preached Wednesday night. If it had not been for the Lord, if it had not been for the Lord, some of us wouldn't be here this morning. When others forsaken Him and walked the other direction, decided to go in different direction, but it's been the Lord that's kept me. Oh, it hadn't been easy. It's been a many of tears and a lot of praying. But God's kept me. I'm still coming back. And I've got my eyes focused on something that's greater than what this earth can give me. It's greater than what this world can give me. It's greater than what any man or any woman of this earth can give me. Hallelujah. That God's got something laid up in the, in the heavens. Amen. An inheritance laid up in the heavens. And I'm going to hold on to that. And I'm going to stay faithful to that. Because it's going to pay out throughout the eternities. It's hard to focus on that sometime. It's hard to stay connected, connected to that sometime. But oh, if we can just do it. Sometimes that's the only thing that's going to bring us through the pain and the sorrow and the pitfalls of the world and the attacks of the enemy. He told him, he said, hey, go ahead. But the Bible says, now we see, well, immediately we start to see the heart of Elisha, uh, the desire, the passion. Because when he turns back, he, man, watch what he said. He returned back from it, took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen. So some of these statements, if you really watch that, when he talked first prior to 12, but notice he went back and only took a, a set of oxen, the ones that were his and his own plow and he slew them and he took that plow and he made an altar out of it. You know what he was witnessing and telling everybody? I'm done here. I'm fixing to start following Elijah and the call of God in my life. I'm done here. And he blessed everybody. And they celebrated. He wasn't wasn't a boo-hoo in time. Celebration. But he was cutting. He cut ties with his resources and with his past life and what he was doing. Watch this. I take you to the New Testament. Jesus called some that was fishermen. He said, But if you'll follow me, I'll make you what? Fishermen of men. The call hasn't changed, ladies and gentlemen. Whenever you you feel that touch and you feel that love and you feel that call upon your life, amen, you got to be willing to forsake whatever he desires you to forsake. Amen. To follow him. You can't follow him without, without forsaking some things. We're living in a world, a religious world, that thinks, you know, you, just, you don't have to change nothing. You can just keep living like you're living, keep a hold of the same old thing. But I'm going to tell you something. You know what? That's becoming like great change. Amen. It's binding up our nation. It's binding up our world. Hello, They need a church like they've never needed a church. They need some followers like they've never needed followers that knows how to break the chains and get them out of their addictions and get them out of the lifestyle before it's too late. Oh, Yeah. No, they want to tell us that we're the ones that hate they want to tell us because we make a stand and preach against certain lifestyles that this book that's unchanging says you can't have the works of the flesh and go to heaven I didn't write it but it's there we don't preach that or anything to be offensive, to be hurtful it's the truth what, what set you free if you've been accused of something and you go to court and you got the right witnesses and you know it's, it's incorrect what sets you free truth is what to keep you from going to prison truth is what sets you free hey we're all guilty we've all come short so there's got to be an encounter there's got to be a visitation from a higher power there's got to be that moment of the man touching us and moving upon us and quickening us and saying hey 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 there's something else So as we watch him. Again to. See some things unfold. Take place. So let's just go to the scripture text. I, I, I don't know how. I really hadn't even got started so. but The. Hmm. If you read the lesson. You've seen the. The report they gave there, the 2015 report shows that 3,477 people were killed, an estimated additional 391,000 were injured in motor, motor vehicle crashes involving distracted drivers. Whoa. Now, gave about three different scenarios of distraction, mental. Got your mind on yourself, your job or whatever and just not paying attention. And all of a sudden, and an accident can happen just that quick. And it goes on, it talks about from reaching down to get a cell phone, changing the radio station, a distraction. That moment, and you look up. We was talking about this a little bit yesterday. I think it was Brother Ford uh, somebody, maybe Brad, maybe, somebody anyway that's there talking about somebody that they was on their way to work and, and uh, they'd reached to get a cup of coffee. said the light had just changed. I thought it changed. Said it was green. So they reached down and get a cup of coffee. Bam! And it turned red and the guy in front of him had done stopped. Huh. You listen for me just a second. Why do you think the devil works so hard to keep you distracted? How many people, how many souls are lost because, because we become distracted? Amen. Occupied. Busy. Go back and read it. Those distractions can be to check on a baby's, baby's car seat to make sure it's buckled in right. I'm going to use your daddy, Brother Quinn. I'm going to use your daddy <laughs> Instead, Daddy taught him and those that under him, he said, when you get in that automobile, he said, you get the radio adjusted, you get everything adjusted before you ever put it in drive and take off. You get all that done. So whenever you start driving, you pay attention. He went on to talk about even becoming distracted just taking one hand off the steering wheel. How many of you drive with two hands on the steering wheel? All the time. I I, I don't all the time. I I do sometimes. If the weather's right, I will. If I'm driving that church van, and guide anybody in there, I do. Some circumstances changes my awareness and who I'm responsible for. Why do you think that the automobile industry started coming up with things like putting it on the steering wheel so you won't become so distracted so you can just. Why do you think they installed child lock proof doors and windows, praise God. (laughs) That's a blessing, I tell you right now. Mine would be wore out. <laughs> Not only they want to wear them out, they want to stick their heads out. And then they'll have to throw anything. <laughs> huh? And that distracts you more. Because you're hollering. Put the weather up! Put it up! Then it's your fault! You distracted me! I'm in the Holy Ghost this morning. (laughs) And if we're not careful, that's what we'll tell them. If you hadn't distracted me, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have said that. I'm down where we're living. I'm down where it's real. This is not a make-believe. This is not Hollywood. This is facing a real devil, a real God. And real life, and issues of life. So you and I've got to make up our minds that huh, I'm gonna follow Jesus to the best of my ability. God, if you'll help me, I'm gonna overcome some things. I'm gonna be victorious. So I'm, I'm gonna follow through with you, cause you're the only one that promised. Now watch this; they become some awful hard saying sometime. Preacher, man, I can't believe you're preaching like that, and saying that so, even Jesus found himself one day when he began to talk to the Jews. And, amen. The sixth chapter of John's full of it. And he began to talk about himself as being the bread that was sent down from the Father. They were so hung up on Moses, and, and that was good up to a point. Amen. In the manner, but whenever he told them, I'm the bread, I'm the one that the Father sent down. And you got to eat my flesh, and you got to drink my blood. And whenever he began to say those things, it become the Bible said called it a hard saying. And it went on to say that many of the disciples of Jesus, not just the Jews, not just them, Amen. The Pharisees and the Sadducees and those that were trying to give him a hard time, but those that had followed him for a certain time and for a certain through certain seasons, but now all of a sudden with this hard saying, Amen, they begin to flee. They begin to go to the side, and this side. I'm gonna find me a different. Path and find me a different direction. It finally come to the point that Jesus even looks at his chosen 12 and he looks at them and said, You're going to depart too? You're going to flee? You're going to leave me? And then Peter makes it plain to whom? To whom we're going to go to? You're the only one that has the words of eternal life. I understand and realize that sometimes when we come to the house of God, you know, the house of God, everything's supposed to be perfect. Everybody's supposed to be perfect. and uh, but It's just earth and vessels. I don't do everything perfect. I, I'll be the first to confess with you. Huh? There's a lot of things that I'd love to be. And there's some things, you know, I don't know. I can't. There's some things uh, just out of my hand. <laughs> I can't, I can't control all that. God doesn't even control all that. Because you know what? We become as little gods and we have the power to choose. You can put up all the caution lights and put up all the stop signs you want to, but there's some going to run them no matter what. There's some going to fulfill their own lusts, their own desires, their own passions, knowing what it's going to cost them if they get caught. And all you and I can do is just keep living for God, keep believing in God. That hopefully and prayerfully one day. That whenever they decide to come back. Or if God pulls them back. Or how God works that all out. They'll have a place to come. Because here's the thing. You can't let their distractions become your distraction. Because they got to have a place to come back. And if everybody starts going to those distractions. And I'm telling you. They're bombarding the Pentecostal church folks. We can say what we want to. From ball playing. To whatever you want to talk about now. From Hollywood to these cell phones. I'm telling you. One avenue after another. Somehow, by the grace of God, by the mercy of the Lord, we got to be a man like Elisha. Hallelujah! We just got to keep on walking. Hey, hey, hey! God, God spoke to me and told me, Hey, man, I, I need to go down to Bethel. Hallelujah! You need to stay here. Just tarry, Terry, here. Uh, no, sir, not, no, no, I don't think so. Hey, man, huh, you're not getting out of my sight. And when he get there, the sons of fifty prophets come out and tell him, say, Hey, hey, he's fixing. Them. Hey, I believe that was happening the last few days. But you know what? He didn't pay them no attention. He didn't. He didn't say, Hey, be quiet, be quiet, don't distract me. I got one. Focus. I got one thing on my mind. I'm gonna watch this man right here, and it didn't bother him, regardless of how how rough it gotten from one place. And he maybe not one of them cities didn't even get settled down good. And God told Elijah, said, "All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's go and see what he's made of." See what he's made of. Let's see if he can do it or not. Let's see if he can keep up with the pace or not. Let's see what see what's going to what he's what's happening. Come on, God tests us and tries the heart and the mind and the spirit of every one of us. He'll see what we're made of, and so some things that comes our way was nothing but the hand of God allowing it. Amen. To see if we're going to behold the bills of good, if we're going to respond to it, right. If we're really going to trust Him and just keep following Jesus anyway, with all the uh, all the hits of life and all the things that's coming. But I'm just going to keep on following. And when I've done all I can do, Amen. Hey, to follow Jesus, I'm going to stand where I last saw His footsteps I'm going to stand the last time he spoke to me. I'm going to stay that until he comes back and finds me. Am I going to look for another gospel? Am I going to look for another church? I'm going to stand the footsteps. This thing is straight and it's narrow. Anybody ever went down a real narrow trail? You ever got down and really try to find a blood trail? <laughs> Light most time. And all it takes is just one little, oh, that's a trail there. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a rabbit trail. That ain't that deer trail. That's a coyote trail. It's not a deer trail. <laughs> all kind of trails. And, and watch this. When it gets dark, you got there a the flashlight? You hunted that place fifty years and all of a sudden man, this don't look right. Man, I don't know. Because you're limited. And you're looking through a darkly glass. And you can't see everything as clear as you like to. And you don't hear it as clear as you like to. And I'm telling you, that's just the way it's set up. But I'm telling you, if you'll just humble yourself and yield yourself. And just say, you know what? I'm going to stay with the blood trail. You know what a wise tracker would do? He'll take him a roll of toilet paper. Hallelujah. And he won't use it for what it's made for. But he'll use it for a marker. And he'll drop it down here. And he'll drop it down there. And wherever he sees that blood. Because sooner or later, he knows he's subject to lose the blood trail. But if he can go back to the toilet paper. Toilet paper's a whole lot easier to find and amen than the blood. But if you find your way back to Jesus, you know what you got to do? You got to find your way back to the church. You got to find your way back where they wash right. You're living right and talking right. Still got the head focused right. Still got the ears opened up. Come on, preach it to us this morning. We're we're like a city set on the hill. We're the city set on the hill. What a time. What a time. For us to be that city sitting on a hill. Love and compassion, care and concern. God, have mercy. No one else would do, Lord, except you. Unless you move, unless you bless, unless you touch us. Praise God. So it finally comes to the close. You can stand. I know my time's up. Comes to the close. You know what happened? After he crosses Jordan. And the request is made. What do you you want? What do you want? Again, we see the heart of, of, of Elisha. We see the heart. We see what really makes him tick. We see really what makes him a man determined to stay and follow through with it. He didn't ask for money. He doesn't ask for riches. He doesn't ask for health. He don't ask for any of those those things. He just simply asks for a double portion of Elijah's spirit. That was a testimony to Elijah. you mean by that? How many do you know that you want a double portion of their spirit? What a testimony to Elijah. Even though time after time he tested him to see if he would just... just watch me. When flesh and if you, as an individual, as I, as an individual, don't really want to do it, we don't want to stay up with the pace. We don't. Want to. When he said, "Hey, you just turn weight here," what it took him? And then would have said, well, "He told me to turn weight. God works in mysterious ways, folks. He knows how to test us. He knows how to try us. He knows how to find out. What's really on the inside. You see. I can. I can. I can. I can arrange this outside. But on a show. But you can't do that in here. You can't find a surgeon. Or a medication. And nobody but God. Can do this in here. He's the only one can make that old heart white. He's the only one can get to make that mind sound and healthy. He's the only one can get a hold of a spirit of a man shape and shape it, mold it into, into his image, his likeness. Called Jesus Christ. You know what, Paul? That's the reason he'd call on Timothy sometimes. Send him certain places. He, he'd tell him, he said, Hey, nobody loves you like Timothy loves you. Nobody cares for you like, like Timothy does. He cares. That's the reason it's so important as we find our place in the kingdom and in the body of Christ as seemeth good to the Holy Ghost. That's how we become most effective to the body. Because it's all about edifying. It's all about building. It's all about encouraging you. And living for God. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus. Let's keep the focus. Paul said, hey, hey Don't get your eyes on this earthly stuff. Carnal on. Get your eyes on the Lord. Your eyes on him. Let's live for God. Church, let's live for him. Let's make up in our minds. And if we'll just follow the blood trail, you know what? We're going to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And then it really won't matter. It really won't matter. What you lived in, you drove, what you wore. All that ain't gonna matter. Only thing that's gonna matter. This wood's only thing gonna matter is hear him say, Well done. All the trials that's coming against you. To so hear him. Stand with it. God, to help you. There's some in this church today, some it's not here today, but it's in some battles and some struggles. But there are any, you just keep hanging on, huh. you got some things laid up. It's going to be worth the journey. There's others here. Let's just hang on. God's got it. I promise you one thing, and it's not the heartbeat of this pastor to hold anybody back from doing anything that God wants you to be and how God wants to use you. That God's will be done in the hearts and the souls of this assembly according to his purpose his goodwill. Just keep following Jesus. Paul went as far to say. Though, though, though we are an angel. Come preach any other gospel. Consider them a curse. He included himself. So if I start preaching something. That's contrary to this gospel. You have the right to. Pack up and go. Or boot me out. If you pray right. God can. God can do it. You keep following Jesus, he'll see you through. Love you this morning. Appreciate you. Prayfully, and hopefully something was said to uh, encourage you, uplift you, assure you. Amen. I'm telling you, it, this, this this lesson's powerful. Take it to heart. Read it. Study it. Pray over it. Come back tonight, 530 prayer time, 6 o'clock service time. Come expecting outpouring of the Holy Ghost in this place. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you. It's good to see you all